0: financial advisor, Steve Peasley.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Talk. It is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. So we're in December. Christmas is not that far away. What, three weeks? And then the new year, and we'd be over with this very uh, icky year. We'll call it a very difficult year in the stock market. And we'll get back to... uh, We'll start a second year. Um, I have lots of predictions for you. Now, all these predictions, we have no idea if they're true. Um, One says uh, he thinks the bear market is going to end pretty soon. It's going to be one of my discussion points today. And you know, last year at this time, the market was peaking. Do you remember? Peaked, Peaked right at January 1st. Peaked. And then it started its long year downward. So I'm Steve and I'm here to tell you that on today's program and podcast that we're going to discuss portfolio strategies, how to make decisions, answer your questions on how you want to manage your money. I look forward to doing this. I look forward to answering questions about individual stocks, but I do like philosophy questions or economic questions or just general questions about money. Those are fun to answer too. So any questions you have, I'll be happy to discuss. As long as it's financial, we'll, we'll go there. The number is always the same 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 888 99 chart, 888 992 4278. And we've got lots of material to go through. My focus point today is going to be start your estate plan with eight steps. Eight steps. Now, the eight steps aren't that hard. Don't get frightened because there's eight of them. But it, you need to start. Now, you people in your twenties, mid thirties, well, maybe you don't need to start an estate plan, but it's start but you need to start your your strategy for how you're gonna, you know, live comfortably in your old age. And it's not hard. I and mean, the younger you start, the less you have to save. It's really really easy when you're young. It's just difficult to convince a young person to do that. Also, we have, um, of course, I have topics I want to discuss. non payrolls report came out today. The, uh, the There was a survey on in L.A., Los Angeles. The survey was in other states, too. But the one in L.A. was most interesting, about how much annual income you need to buy a house in L.A. Talk about that. Uh, a new a su- survey from... Uh, Transamerica Retirement Study says the typical median retired savings for a baby boomer is how much money do you think that is? A baby boomer. You know, the people born in the 1950s after World War II, how much money do you think they have for retirement? And Morgan Stanley, strategist, picks the, picks the time when he thinks the bear market is going to end. We'll see if he's right kind of interesting he's a head strategist so he's not just some schmo he's supposed to know what he's doing the market has ended up mixed it was down most of the day but it ended up mixed the dow up 35 points the nasdaq down 21 and the SP down five that was much better than it was during the day looked pretty poor most of the day so and of course since it's friday we usually go over the highlights of the KPP Premium Newsletter. We usually do that on Fridays. So I'd also see we had some voice bank questions to play. Someone wants to talk about municipal bonds. Someone else talking about Mosaic. So I've got all this planned on this episode and podcast. And, of course, we take live calls. That's our, that's our favorite thing to do is take live calls. So the number is 888-99-CHART, 888 992 Four two seven eight. So, let's go ahead and take the first uh, recorded call question.
2: Hi, Justin or Steve. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol STLD Steel Dynamics as it continues its pretty strong rally today. I'm up about 45% right now and wanted to know your thoughts on the sector as a whole and if you think the stock will continue the uptrend. What should I look out for as potential sell signals? Thank you very much for your time. Bye.
1: This one's done very, very well. Very well for this whole year. That's great. This is a uh, Steel Dynamics STLD manufactures flat rolled structural bar, rail steels, and recyclable ferrous and non-ferrous scrap metal. One hundred nine dollars stock. They're going to make twenty one dollars and seventy seven cents this year per share. Next year, the estimate is going to be cut in almost in half, eleven dollars and sixty one cents. So that's a, that's a worrisome thing there. We cut in half even though uh, still what ten uh, PE still fairly low. Right now it's at four. Turn equity is 63%. They don't have a lot of debt. Management owns 5%. They pay 1.2% dividend. And there's growing sales. I I would be very cautious at this stage. I might take some of my profits off the table at this point. It's had a great run. It's right near its 52-week high. You could follow it with a very close stop. In other words, draw a trend line going straight up from the lows, in the last month or two, and draw a trend line up, and if it breaks down that trend line, you could sell. You could sell half that. So should you get out of it? I think. I think long term, you know, you know, the the area to be in the market is commodities. So long term, I think it's still a good a good bet. That's what I think. Now remember, commodities do not oh, do not. They rarely have high PES. But this is pretty low P.E. Their range is 3 to 18. And right now, based on next year's earnings, it's going to be 10. So it's right in the middle there. 63% return on equity, by the way. Cash flow is 18.87. Strong, strong company. We're heading to a break. It's Friday, everybody. The weekend is here. Or almost here. I welcome your financial investment questions. No questions too simple or too difficult. Please call. You set the agenda. 888-99-CHART.
3: In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need Invest Talk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each Invest Talk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. Invest Talk is a free download. And hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real time data research and years of investing experience. 24 7, rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days, the Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart.
4: Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes, and be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24 7. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart.
1: 888-992-4278. Okay, how to create an estate plan, a checklist. This is an article by Christine Benz, she wrote, and I think it's a pretty decent way to start. She has an eight-step kind of thing, and don't let the eight steps, you know, frighten you or intimidate you. Don't let that. The first thing they do, first thing, the first step she has is create a master directory. Now, what she is referring to is make a list of all your assets and your liabilities. Okay, because you, when when you pass away, you don't want your your heirs to look. Well, where is everything? Who what does he have? He or she? Where do I find it? So, not only make a list, make a list of where it is, account numbers, phone numbers, people to talk to if you need to talk to. What kind of debt or what kind of asset it is. Just you know, nothing long. Just blurb. So people pick it up and say, Oh, okay. Gives them a good start. Okay? Then start thinking about who you want the beneficiaries to be.? Okay. Who, who, who do you want to get your assets? You don't have to think about how much or what specifically at that po- point. That's the next point. got to make a will. Making a will, now you start telling people what' telling the world after you pass, what goes where? Who's going to get what? Make sure you name a guardian for your minor children. If you have minor children. At one point, I was guardian for over 20 children. I was sweating bullets. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a huge family, 39 nieces and nephews. Now i got, what, seven or eight, nine grand nieces and nephews. So it's, it's getting bigger. Anyways, then uh, uh, name a custodian for the assets owned by the minor children. Get a name. Who 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 you know? Because if the their their kid if it's the kids' assets, who's who's in charge of it? Make drafts uh, powers of attorney for health care and financial matters for you. Create an advanced directive for you. And then the eighth, create a trust if you need one. Not everybody needs a trust. You don't need a trust if you have a simple estate. And, you know, <laughs> If your estate is complex, you very well need a trust. There's a point where it's just not necessary. And that's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to say where that is exactly. But once you start getting into it, you probably will understand. And as you get older and you have more and more and more things and more and more assets and maybe more liabilities, hopefully not liabilities. Liabilities you wanna get rid of as you get older. But as you get older, you know, your state can become more complex, and you will have to have a, a trust. But that's how you get started. It's not hard. Just start by naming your liabilities and your assets and describe them a little bit. That's it. Let's go to Chris in Florida. He wants to talk about PayPal. Hi, Chris hey
5: Steve um yeah i I'm, I'm an owner of PayPal right now. I picked it up back in the summer the uh, like average cost around seventy dollars um and I'm just you know seeing some things going on some news and I read a few things about some strange options trading from some whales that was going on and just wondering if um if it's still a name that you guys uh, that you guys like going forward.
1: I know i I like it still. I saw that too, and I didn't see any red flags that worried me. Uh, PayPal, everybody, provides digital and mobile payments on behalf of consumers and merchants worldwide. Their, their most famous software is probably Venmo, I would think. When you think that's true, Chris, Venmo pay system. Uh, they're going to make yeah, $4. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they make money. They've made money for years. Uh, they're going to make four oh seven this year, then $4.78 next year. It's a $74 stock. So the PE is coming close to its five-year low range, 17. Um, return return equity is very high at twenty-six. Debt is not very high, pretty low debt. Management owns one percent. Um, I noticed that this the thing that really the thing that worries me a little bit is why uh, funds have been sellers of this for the last year. There's been like three, they have 4,300 funds owning this stock last year. This year, they have 3,800 funds owning this stock. That's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. But why did it go down? And I haven't figured out why. I don't know why. So I still like the stock. I think it's a pretty, very, pretty reasonable price in the low 70s. And I'm going to hold on to mine. Just going to hold on to it. Paul, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. PayPal, everybody. P-Y-P-L. Oh, uh, Chris, thanks for the call. We're going to go to Paul now. Hi, Paul. Yes, um, I have a question about Social Security and taxes. Is yes. Social Security taxed when I start collecting it? Because uh, be, I will be collecting it soon. That's what yeah. I'm asking you. Yeah, it is. It's income. They, <laughs> isn't that great? The government says social security benefits are income. So it's it's income to you, you have to add it to the other income you might have for that year and you pay taxes on it. Pay income tax on it. Okay? So if you're in a lower enough bracket, of course you don't have to pay income tax on it, but it's just like any other income, yeah, you gotta pay taxes on social security. I don't think so you at yeah, what to, level would I have to start paying of my income. Pardon me? At what level of my income would I have to start paying it? What uh, that, see, well, I'm not sure. I'm not an accountant. I just know it is taxed, um, and I don't think there's any Social Security tax on your Social Security benefits, but there, it, it is taxed. Uh, I, and I don't know. I don't know at what level. I'm not an accountant. Paul, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 99 chart. C h a r t. This is a talk, everybody. You must have financial investment questions. Everybody has them. If you want some answers, I'll give you some. Now, I don't have all the answers because I'm not an accountant. I'm a registered investment advisor. So give me a call, 888-99Chart. One of the most rewarding things I do each weekday is host the Invest Talk podcast. I truly enjoy helping investors. And I know that every question counts and every answer I provide will be unbiased. You, the caller, get to chart the course for each Invest Talk podcast. Call with your questions anytime, day or night, 888-99-chart. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Dave in Ohio. Hi Dave. Oh, how you doing, Steve? I'm great. Thanks for the call. I'd like to get your I'd like to get your thoughts on Dominion Energy, symbol okay. D. Uh, I've owned it for a couple years, and it's had a nice pullback, and if I should invest more money in it. Okay. Do you have a full position in, in De- Dominion? You don't want to overload on any one stock in any one portfolio. You just don't. So a full position to me be no more than about 5% of your portfolio. So if you don't have that, about, about I 30%. would. About 3%. Okay, so then you can go to 5 Yeah, about 3%. Okay, so Dominion Energy, everybody, is engaged in power generation and electric services in the Northeast and Mid Atlantic. It is a you know, it is a very strong company, fifty billion dollars. It makes money; it grows its money every year. It's going to make four dollars and eleven cents this year to making three eighty six last year. Next year, it's going to make four dollars and thirty four cents a share. It pays a four point four percent dividend, and that's one of the main reasons why you own utilities: the dividends. Now. You're getting this this stock was traded in the eighty dollar area for pretty consistently most of this year, most of last year. Okay? Somewhere in the eighties, 80s, 80s. Today is at sixty. If you're asking me, I think it's cheap and should be buying it, I would say, yeah, I do. I think it's a, a pretty low price stock to own. You're talking about a, a stock that's right on its low on its PE, a good healthy company, sales are growing strong. Yeah, I'd pick up I'd pick up a couple more percentage points. I would. Dominion Energy, appreciate the call. Because I think it will bounce back to the 70s, 80s and you're in the 60s and that'll give you a nice little capital appreciation. Don't ever expect any electric power company to really take off and just keep going up, it doesn't. So you buy them when you think they're cheap. That's the best thing to do. Okay, usually on Fridays, I, go, I have a quick rundown on some of the key benchmark numbers. Two-year treasury yield. You buy a two-year treasury bill from the government, they'll pay you 4.3% a year. Okay, for a little perspective, it's 4.5% last week. So the yield has gone down. And what's interesting is a 10-year treasury yield went up to 3.53. Now, that's still in an inverted yield curve where the 10-year is paying less than the two-year. That's called an inverted yield curve, and that usually is negative for the economy for the future. But the direction has changed, and they're now starting to squeeze and heading in the right directions. (coughs) So we'll see if that continues. That's really the key here. What directions are we going? Now, with a strong jobs report today, I don't know if (laughs) that will continue. I just don't know. Gold, $1,794 an ounce. Two weeks ago it was seventeen fifty one. Six weeks ago it was sixteen fifty two. So, but forty two weeks ago it was eighteen oh six. So it has done nothing in a year to stay in steady. Silver at twenty three dollars and five cents an ounce. Two weeks ago it was twenty dollars and ninety three cents. So it's now twenty three. So it had a nice little move. Um, and this is this is a pretty you know for silver. Um, this is a pretty decent move. Uh, I'm wondering why it's making the move. I'm ta- I've been starting to research that. I want to find out what's going on. Oil selling for $79.99 per barrel. $79. So it's $80 a barrel. 80 So I have a $1 bet with one of my nephews, who's, who's also a money manager, that I think oil will be not spike next year and be much higher than it is this year and I mean I think it would be in the 80 to 90 dollar area that's where I think it's going to hang out not a, not over 100 115 I don't see that why I think, I think China's economy is slowing that's why even though we don't have much stats on that I mean it's a lot of information we get is kind of second hand third hand and anecdotal so it's tough but I think I think they are. So they're gonna be more less pressure on oil. And we're also probably going into a recession. Might be short shallow next year, but it could be deep too. So I think that pressure is coming off the oil prices. National average for a gallon of gasoline, three dollars and forty-four cents. Two weeks ago it was three seventy. Okay, eighteen weeks ago is four twenty-five. So you can see it's come off its high. California. Two weeks back, it was $5.34. Yeah, I still pay. There's a place you still have to pay $6 a gallon for California gas. Absolutely no reason for that other than uh, a, a, a legislation and politics. That taxes politics because they don't like oil because it's dirty, gasoline is dirty, you know, that kind of thing. That's the only reason why we're paying so much more here. That's it. So let's see if we can fit another question in here before the break.
5: Hi, Stephen Justin. I'm calling from Massachusetts. I love the show and thank you for all you do. I'm wondering if you could look at the ticker symbol MOS. That's the Mosaic Company. I like the fertilizer fields, and I think
4: um,
3: that's a nice safe area to be in right now. If you give me your opinion on the stock, I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good area. Manufactured phosphate fertilizers, uh, uh, potash fertilizers worldwide. They're going to make $11.88 this year, $9.87 next year. And it's a $49 stock. Can't get any cheaper. Yes, I like it. It's too cheap. It should at least go to a 10 PE. If it did that, it'd be $98 a share, double. So, yeah, I think it's a good pick. We're moving into a break, everybody. I'll be sharing highlights for the newsletter, KPP Premium Newsletter, coming in after break. So that's coming up soon. Give me a call, 888 99Chart.
5: Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly
4: changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief riskalize quiz.
1: Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Okay, we had the non payroll. We had the non farm payroll report come out today, the official report for November, and this was the reason why the market was weak this morning. And you know, logic was that well, if the market was weak, then maybe the numbers were weak. Just the opposite. Numbers are stronger than they expected. Two hundred sixty three thousand new jobs were created. They only expected about two hundred, and they had last month two hundred eighty four unemployment rate stayed the same at 3.7% and hourly wages went up much stronger than they expected. Twice the amount that they expected, up 6 tenths of a percent, they expected it to be up 3 tenths of a percent, it was up 5 tenths of a percent last month and of course you know that means inflation in the Federal Reserve's eyes, oh we still have inflation and the market doesn't like that because the Federal Reserve is going to keep pushing raising rates. And as the rates rise, that puts a kibosh on the economy. That's the thinking. The ISM Manufacturing Report came out yesterday. Did you see that it was under 50? Remember, 50% is the breakup between expansion or contraction in that sector. ISM Manufacturing Sector is at 49.0. It was 502 now the more important service sector, ISM service sector, comes out next week. I think we were like 54 last month, because we are our economy is more service oriented than it is manufacturing oriented. So uh, we are definitely slowing down, but it's pretty the slowdown is slow. I mean, it's just not you know we're still pretty darn robust, and the federal government, the Federal Reserve, is trying to. Trying to slow us down to get ahead of the inflation, but it's having a hard time. That's okay. The KPP premium newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. uh, In the market conditions section, as traders returned following Thanksgiving holiday, they were treated to some extreme volatility. The market seems to be having a difficult time deciding conflicting data. The Fed's hinting about its funds rate pathway; it's going to be up. At the same time, new economic data has revealed that maybe we're starting to slow down. So it's a difficult. On Wednesday, the the market surged during Fed Chairman Powell's speech in bookings at, at the bookings Institute. He confirmed that the market had sus, sus, he confirmed what the market had suspected that smaller rate hikes could come as early as next. Fed meetings, smaller hikes. Remember, he's, they were raising them 0.75%. Maybe they're going to raise them 05 Yet, Paul cautioned that monetary policy is likely to stay restrictive for some time until the real signs of progress emerge against inflation. Paul did mention that short-term data can be deceptive and he needs to see more consistent evidence. So, yeah, they're going to raise rates, maybe not as fast, but they're going to continue to do it, and they're going to continue to do it at a pretty consistent basis. That's what it sounds like to me from his speech. Okay. Today, the market reversed on a very strong jobs report, according to the Labor Department. We just went over that, so I won't go over that again. Um, so, uh, the jobs opening and labor turnover survey, a closely watched gauge of the slack in the labor force, showed three showed there were 10.3 million vacancies for the month jobs jobs that's a decline of 350,000 353,000 from september and down 760,000 from a year ago so we still have a lot of vacancy vacant jobs opening but they are getting fewer of course there's a lot more commentary in the newsletter about that kind of stuff The stock ideas section. We usually give you two stock ideas every newsletter. A retailer, casual apparel, footwear, accessories for fashion-conscious young men and women. It markets a wide selection of mostly brand-name casual apparel, including denim and other casual bottoms, tops, sportswear, outerwear, accessories, and footwear. The company operates approximately 439 retail stores in 42 states throughout the United States. The other, a strong company with... This is a strong company for fundamentals that will carry them forward in the future. Say, uh, uh, And expect volatility, though. Expect volatility in the markets for the remainder of the year and into next year. If you're looking to add positions, you might want to wait for a pullback. The names are in the newsletter. We, we give you the actual names. We just don't do it on the air because we're not supposed to. The SEC doesn't like that. And you know, every week, every week, you know, um, we have two stocks. The other one was a global financial data company. Okay, that you might want to consider. It it this it's an information enables this information enables its clients to research investment ideas as well as offering them the capabilities to analyze, monitor, and manage their portfolios. The company also offers technologies such as configurable desktop, a mobile platform, comprehensive data feeds, cloud-based digital solutions, application programming, bunch of stuff. We advise investors to make sure that you don't just jump into these stocks. Take your time. Do your own research. See if you like them. Put them on your watch list. But keep an eye on them, okay? We need names, like I said. Let's go to Don in Orinda, California. Hi, Don.
5: Hi there. Um,
4: I own uh, Lumen. I have it uh, in a dividend uh, uh, portfolio, and, of course, it doesn't pay a dividend. What should I do with it? Should I dump it? I can, you know, I I have enough uh, where I can keep it and just simply find, not simply, but find somebody else to go in the
1: slot. Is it worth hanging on to Let's take a look. Uh, Lumen Technologies, L.U.M.N., provides local exchange, long-distance, network, accessory, broadband services to rural communities in 37 states. It's a 5.7 billion dollar company, so it's not huge for a telephone company, but you know it's medium sized. My problem is they're going to make a dollar 52 this year. They made a dollar 91 per share last year. Their estimate is dollar 52 this year, but next year they're only Seventy cents a share. What is problem here? And they they say they're paying an eighteen percent dividend. How are you going to do that? Yeah, you know, your money your sales are going down. Sales have been going down for two years. Every every quarter, every quarter, two years. I don't like that either. And they have lots of debt. This is not a stock I probably hold on to. It's just not strong enough. I mean, it's a five dollar fifty one cent stock going to make seventy cents. So it's not like super expensive but i don't see a reason for it to you know take off for you i just don't i th- i think i would i think i would. personally i would i would exit it myself lumen okay lumen technologies thanks for the call don appreciate it okay let's see moving along swing back to invest voice bank eight 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 ninety nine chart
2: hi steven justin this is kevin calling from la crescenta california again I have a question regarding municipal bonds. I'm in California and I'm in the the highest tax bracket. I'm wondering if it's a good strategy to buy municipal bonds that have a high coupon rate, high yield to maturity, say over 5% and then a coupon rate of like 6%, but then buy them over par so that, you know, I get the interest annually and don't pay taxes on it. And then. At maturity, I can end up with a loss, a capital gains loss, that I can use to deduct against my my gains in the year that it, the bond matures. And these are pretty long-dated bonds, or they mature far out in the future. So I'm wondering if you think that's a good strategy for the next 8 to 10-year kind of range. Uh, I look forward to hearing your answer on the show. Thanks again for all your help.
1: Well, you failed to mention the best part of them, and they're double tax free, state and federal tax free. The interest that you do earn, so that's a good thing about uh, municipal bonds. Um, make sure the municipality is strong enough. If you have a long-term municipal bond, you want to make sure that they're strong enough. So make sure the ratings are pretty good on the on the on the. Uh, municipalities uh, there's nothing wrong with that strategy as party for portfolio I wouldn't make it my complete portfolio no but as part of the portfolio if you're you know if you're in the highest tax bracket and you're trying to reduce your tax exposure this would this would help doing that by making having you have uh, income that you're not having to pay income tax on but um, you sounded kind of young so I, I think you're still probably in the asset gathering stage of your life so, you, this shouldn't be the, the whole thing. This would be more building an income portfolio for people retiring if you're going to use your whole portfolio so you can have a steady income um, as, you, you know, as you live out your later life. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it for part of your strategy. I see nothing wrong with that strategy. Okay? Okay, we're moving at a pretty steady pace this year. There's about four weeks remaining in 2022. And the stock market is still presenting a challenge and its dynamics and, you know, we're, it, it is always difficult to know what the future is going to be. But long term, the stock market has produced consistently uh, for for 100 plus, 120, 130 years more than any other asset class. Okay, so that's the place to be is the stock market. But it is and can be volatile, and you have to kind of know what you're doing. you got to have a, a portfolio with a strategy that will work for you. So it might be worth taking the time to let Justin Klein or myself, C. Peasley, take a look at your portfolio here at KPP Financial. We are based in Irvine, California. That's in Orange County between San Diego and L.A. And let me remind you that we, you know, we have a philosophy of independent independent thinking and shared success and unbiased guidance at the same time we practice parallel investing, which means we like to own the same things as our clients. We buy the same things, same price, same time as our clients. So, if we go up or down, we go up or down with our clients. We're on the same side of the table. That's what I like, okay? You can call our KPP Financial Office of Zervite, California. We'd be happy to take a look at your, your uh, portfolio. Or you can go through investtalk.com and just send us a message. We'll take a look at your portfolio with no, for, no cost, no obligations. And we're certainly not going to, we don't talk people anything. We don't sell you anything. We're not we're not that way. We, of course, would love to have you as a client if, if it fits, if it works, or if it's something comfortable for you and we think it works, think we think we fit your you know, very, we have five different programs from various risk, uh, risk tolerances, from very low risk tolerance to very high risk tolerance. So we will find something that will fit your risk tolerance. And we will measure your risk tolerance. We have tools to do that. So if we can help you, we want to help you. Let us help you. And the sooner you contact us, the sooner we can do that. So give us a call. Okay, next up we will play another Invest Talk listener question, so hang on.
4: Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: Hello, Justin Steve, longtime listener from here in Utah. I got a question. I have a bunch of shares of KOS Cosmos Energy. I bought that, you know, during the pandemic. I bought a bunch of that and also Exxon Mobil. So I'm in at a really low price. However, this Cosmos Energy KOS, I was thinking of maybe selling that and buying Exxon. Cosmos doesn't offer a dividend, and they seem to kind of be just stalled out. So I feel like I've made my money there. I just wonder if I would to roll it over to Exxon. I know I'm buying Exxon at a really high price. However, I'm buying it with money that I made off of this other company.
1: Just wanted your thoughts there. Thanks. bye mm-hmm. Well, they're very different companies in the sense that they're once huge worldwide, the biggest oil company, and Cosmos is pretty small at $2.9 billion, uh for an oil company. So I kind of tend to agree with you. It has made a very nice move and it's now stalled out the last few months. Uh, it doesn't pay a dividend, which I don't like, just like you don't like. It's... But this was more of a growth play really, because they're gonna make a dollar sixty one 61 share next year and a dollar twenty-one share this year. Before this year, they lost money. So it was all speculation. I think you've gotten I think you did well, speculated well, take your money and I'd put it in Exxon. That would be me. I like Exxon because it's gonna pay a dividend, it's always gonna pay a dividend, it's the world's largest oil company, well well, you know, private company. Uh, and uh, it's still not that expensive. It really isn't. They're going to make fourteen dollars and one cent a share this year. It's a hundred nine dollar stock. Next year they're going to make eleven fifty one. So it's a ten PE. Still not that expensive. And they, they pay a three point three percent dividend. So I kind of like I kind of like the idea. Just don't overload at any one stock. You know, you don't want to have too much. Of any one stock. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, everybody, and that's to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break, so get your question in 888 99Chart.
5: Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Talk questions on the 24-7 anytime listener line at 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, I have some, some factoids I want to share with you uh, before we call it, call it a day here. Um, in LA, the annual income needed to buy a house... Okay, buy a, and, and, and now we're talking about a medium-priced house. The income you need is two hundred twenty thousand dollars, and it's going up, not down. Even though the prices have topped, I think we've seen the top of the prices. Household income in LA—what do you think it is? Remember, you need <laughs> you need to make two hundred twenty thousand dollars to buy the annual uh, an average house here, but the average income is sixty-five thousand. Now, the relationship is even worse in Florida. Florida, the cost in the last year to buy a house, the last couple years, it's gone up 63%. So it's even worse there. Also, there's a new survey from Transamerica Retirement Studies which says says the typical median retirement savings for a baby boomer, which, of course, I'm one of those, is $202,000. Now, does that sound like a lot of money to you? Now, remember, you're going to have to live on this money. So really what you're saying is you have to live on the income this money produces. And what kind of income can you pretty much predict that this, income, this month, 202000 will produce? And it's about $673 a month. Extra added to Social Security. Is that enough to live on? You better make sure it is. Or you're going to have to work longer or delay Social Security benefits. Okay, and finally, third thing I wanted to get to before the end of the show, Morgan Stanley strategist says this is when the bear market will end. Probably, he says around St. Patrick's Day. My, St. Patrick's Day. That was from Mike Wilson, the chief strategist for Morgan Stanley. So that's interesting. Do we think that that's going to be true? I mean, that's that's the first quarter. He thinks the bear market is going to end the first quarter. And I'm trying to remember, you don't know that the end is in when it's in, right? You only can know that by looking backward and say, oh, that's where it stopped. Just like we look backward today and say, that's where the bull market stopped January 1st last year. We know that because you look at the chart and you see where it stopped going up and started heading back down. It's that easy. Okay, let's squeeze in one more question before the end of the show. Hi, Stephen Justin. I'm interested in a stock, CRISPR Therapeutics.
4: That's C for Charlie, R for Romeo, S for Sierra, P for
2: Peter, C-R-S-P. And I just wondered what an ideal entry price for this stock would be. Thanks very much. Bye.
1: Okay, CRISPR Therapeutics, it's a $4.2 billion company, Switzerland-based, developer of gene-based medicines for serious diseases using its CRISPR, C-A-S-9, whatever, okay? Let's see, do they make money? No. They lose money, they're losing $9.12 a share this year. Next year, they're going to lose $7.97 a share. They did make money in 2021, they made $4.70. What happened? Was that because of COVID and they had something to do with you know, providing COVID stuff? I don't know. What's a good entry point? Ah, probably in the low 30s. But I wouldn't be a buyer of this stock. They don't make like money. What do they have to make money? You're, there's, there's no money being made here. And the sales are shrinking. I mean, they sold $100,000 worth of products in the last quarter for two four million billion-dollar company, and you only sold a $100,000? Now, I I would not buy this stock. You need to stay away from it. It's way too risky, unless you know something I don't know, or they got some special something in the pipeline. But even then, it's very, very high risk. Now, could it take off? Sure, could. But you only do that. You only take the risk on just one or two stocks in your whole portfolio. So you could take a risk on this, but just realize you could lose all your money, too. I'm Steve Pease, and this completes another Investar program. Jessica Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your download anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. We have achieved about 47.5 million downloads, and we do really appreciate that. We want to thank you, everybody. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. You, your positive ratings help raise our profile, and you know that helps everybody. I think. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. It is already December. Christmas is coming soon. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.
0: Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program.